Welcome to the Bread Shop and my podcast, Dad's Hometown Memories. In this segment, I want to introduce to you my guest on this podcast, Joanne McLaren. A resident of West Lincoln and a longtime Caster personality, Joanne has been involved with a number of organizations in the municipality over the years, but more so with the West Lincoln Historical Society. During her time there, she became very interested in the history of the two world wars and what part many of our citizens took part during this time and how many lives were taken. What happened to the ones who were able to return to our country and live out their lives? Joanne, through much research and time, has put together a somewhat complete list of the number of women and men from the municipalities of Gamesboro, Caister, and South Grimsby before amalgamation, West Lincoln. Ones who listed in the Army, Navy, and Air Force are ones who were killed in the conflict and ones who returned. Welcome, Joanne. I want to start by asking you some questions regarding the time it took you to put this list of veterans together and to what length you had to go in collecting all this information. This has been no small feat, and I congratulate you on your determination to complete the job. I am pleased to report that you are having the book published, and you can give us an update now. This book started out as a, a list for the West Lincoln Historical Society, and as I gathered information, it just grew and grew. I felt the men's stories needed to be told, um, it's been a long process. It's taken me about six years, mainly because of I do not have great internet access, and uh, so I've been using the libraries, and also COVID uh, put a stop to a lot of the investigations. I'm pleased to get the book finally put together, and uh, I have some for available for sale, and I'm very pleased with the outcome and the way it has turned out very much. Okay. Give us, give us an account of how many names are listed in this book and how many pages. There's 189 biographies, 20 men, 28 of men who did not come home, and 161 who did come home. It's 192 pages in all. Just for readers' information, please give us some detail of your friends and family's participa participation in the wars. My grandfather served with the 19th Battalion at Vimy in France during World War I, and two of my uncles enlisted in World War II, one who is still alive, served with the Governor General Foot Guards in France, Germany, and Holland, and the other joined near the end of the war due to his age and served at Camp Borden until his demobilization. Three of my husband's cousins, three brothers, served overseas in World War II and one of them landed on Juneau Beach on D-Day. My father was called up three times, but was turned down each time for medical reasons, yet he lived to be aged 74. At this time, give us a thumbnail sketch of what and where you were able to garner all of this information, so people can be assured that the information is factual and somewhat complete. My research for West Lincoln vet, uh, veterans was all based on documentation. Names began with the West Lincoln Archives, the Smithville Legion, and books West Lincoln are links with the past, and the Smithville Memories, 1787 to 1950. Then I searched the Library and Archives Canada website for association and service records, 
Ancestry Library Edition was good for source for birth, marriage, census, and death records, along with Find a Grave. The local libraries, Caserville and Wellimport, were very helpful, providing access to the uh, Women's Institute Tweedsmere Histories. These are scrapbooks containing newspaper clippings of happenings in the local hamlets within West Lincoln. The Hamilton Military Museum was helpful in trying to translate military short forms, and sometimes Google search was helpful. Um, I also made trips to local churches, cemeteries, halls, and in, the West, in West Lincoln looking for commemorative plaques and memorial stones. In this segment of the podcast, I want you, Joanne, to read several names of veterans, their history regarding their service to our country in World War I. Okay. I have Earl, Private Earl Allen Packham, 1895 to 1917, service number 784528. Earl Allen Packham was born in Caster Township, Lincoln County, on December the 6th, 1895, the son of John and Mary Ann Grant Packham and the youngest brother of Robert Haney Packham and Sapper John Henry Packham, service number 784512. In 1911, Earl was still living with his parents and siblings on Lot 18, Concession 6 in Caster Township, Lincoln County, Ontario, where he is working as a laborer on the family farm. When Earl Allen Packham enlisted with the 129th Overseas Battalion, CEF, on March 22, 1916 in Dundas, Ontario, he stated his current address was Caster Centre, Lincoln County, Ontario. His trade was drug clerk. He was single, had never served in any military force, and listed his father, John Packham, of RR1 Caster Centre, Ontario, as his next of kin. Private Earl Allen Packham left Camp Borden, Ontario on August 18th, sailed from Halifax, Nova Scotia aboard the SS Olympic on August 21st and arrived in Liverpool, England on August 30th, 1916. He was transferred to the 123rd Battalion Canadian Infantry, Royal Grenadiers, on October 18th, 1916. Private Packham proceeded overseas on March 9th, arriving in Boulogne, France on March 10th, 1917, while with the 123rd Canadian Pioneer Battalion. He was killed in action in the field, France, on October 21st, 1917. Private Packham was one of 20 soldiers of C Company killed by a high explosive shell that hit their platoon as they marched towards Epes. He is buried in Epes Reservoir North Cemetery, Epes, Belgium. A memorial service was preached at Abington Methodist Church on Sunday, November 18, 1917 by Reverend M. Gardner. And this is from the Packham Family Bible, West Lincoln Historical Society. Private Earl Allen Packham is commemorated on page 304 of the First World War Book of Remembrance located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Canadian Virtual War Memorial, remembered by the Commonwealth War Graves Commission on the honor roll of the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 393, Smithville, West Lincoln, Ontario. Remembered on a publication of the Hamilton Spectator of November the 11th, 2013, honor roll of Hamilton's war dead 
First World War, 1914-1918, and on a family memorial headstone in Waite Cemetery, Caster Township, Lincoln County, Ontario. He is also remembered on a memorial plaque which states, Proud and grateful memory of men of this township who gave their lives for us in the Great War of 1914-1919, erected by the Caster Township Council of 1921. Copies of this plaque hang in the old Caster Town Hall, now known as Caster Community Center or Abington Hall, Caster Center, Ontario, Kerr United Church, RR1 Smithville, Ontario, Merritt United Church on Church Road, Caster Center, Ontario, and mounted on a memorial monument in Grace United Church Cemetery, located on the corner of Caster Gainsborough Town Line Road and 16 Road in Old Gainsborough Township, Lincoln County, Ontario. Go. The second gentleman is Private Walter Samuel Field, 1889-1981, service number 109338. Walter Samuel Field was born November 23rd in Smithville, South Grimsby Township, Ontario, the son of Isaac and Helen F. Kennedy Field. When Walter enlisted in Toronto, Ontario on November 28, 1914, with the 4th Canadian Mounted Rifles, he stated, his trade is carpenter. He is single and listed his father, Isaac Field Esquire of Smithville, Ontario, as his next of kin. Private Field sailed from Canada on July 15th, arrived in England, and then sent overseas, arriving in France October 23, 1915. He was wounded and taken prisoner on June 2nd, 1916. Two days later, on June 4th, 1916, in a German hospital, his left leg was amputated and it was reamputated on June 21, 1916. From the Grimsby Independent newspaper, November 8, 1916, a letter to Dad. The following is a copy of a letter received this week by Isaac Field, Smithville, from his son Walter Field of the 4th Canadian Mounted Rifles. After being taken prisoner, he was held in a hospital back of the lines for two months and so was unable to send any address. He was then taken to convalescent hospital in Hanover, Germany, from which place he returned to England. Queen Alexander Military Hospital, Millbank, Southwest London, October 9, 1916. Dear Dad, you see I'm back in Blighty. It sure is fine after four months of German culture. We arrived last night. There were 57 of us on this exchange, and we had a fine reception. I was well able to walk with my crutches, but of course nothing but carrying would do, and we had more eats and smokes than we knew what to do with. We came by way of Holland. As soon as we crossed the frontier, the Dutch Red Cross boarded the train and proceeded to feed us. White bread for one thing, a luxury after black bread, half potatoes. What did the paper say about our scrap of June 27th? There was not much we could do besides sit tight and get us hard pounding. When did you receive word that I had been wounded? Was I reported missing or what? Hope to hear from home before long. Expect to be there at least two months. As ever, Wally. When Private Field was exchanged prisoner of war, he was sent to Queen Alexander Military Hospital Millbank, London, England, for treatment, October 6, 1916. His left leg was reamputated again at the thigh 
on November 12, 1916. Private Field sailed for Canada aboard the SS Missanabe on February 2, 1917. Upon arriving in Canada, he was switted with an artificial limb on February 11, 1917. He spent time in College Military Hospital and Spadina Military Hospital, both in Toronto, Ontario. Private Phil was discharged in Toronto, Ontario, being no longer physically fit for war, June 30, 1917. On January 21, 1919, Walter Field lists his home address as 16 Bridge Street, Niagara Falls, Ontario. In May of 1920, Walter is working as a customs officer. A month later, on June 2nd, in St. David's, Ontario, Walter marries Jessie Eliza Woodruff, daughter of James and Elizabeth Clement Woodruff. Walter and Jessie Field are living at 65 Robert Street, Niagara Falls, Ontario, 1921, and Walter's occupation is rail service. Walter S. Field died in Manitoba, Canada in 1981. He is buried in Chapel Lawn Memorial Gardens, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Walter Field is remembered as a veteran of World War I on page 65 of the Book of Memories of Smithville, 1787-1950. The third gentleman is Private Percy Milton Olmsted, 1894-1931. Service number 211103. Percy Milton Olmsted was born June 14, 1894, in Elko, Gainsborough Township, Lincoln County, Ontario, the son of Frank Rowland and Matilda Alberta Vaughn Olmsted. In 1901, Percy is living with his parents and brother in Gainsborough Township, Lincoln County, Ontario. And in 1911, Percy, his parents, and his brother are living on Lot 11, Concession 4 in Gainsborough Township, Lincoln County, Ontario, where Percy is attending high school. When Percy Milton Olmsted enlisted with the 98th Battalion CEF on January 17, 1916 in Beamsville, Ontario, he stated his present address was Bismarck, Gainsborough Township, Lincoln County, Ontario. His trade was clerk. He was single. At the time of enlistment, he belonged to an active militia, the 44th Regiment, and listed his father, Frank Olmsted of Bismarck, as his next of kin. Private Percy Olmsted with the 98th Battalion sailed from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, aboard the SS Lapland on July 8th, arriving in Liverpool, England on July 25th, then on to Otterpool on July 26, 1916, where he was transferred to the 20th Battalion. By September 16, 1916, Private Olmsted was serving in France. A good conduct badge was awarded to Private Olmsted on January 17, 1918, and shortly after he was granted 14 days leave on February 19, 1918. On October 13, 1918, he, while serving in Boulogne, France, Private Olmsted received gunshot wounds to both legs, though more severe to the left lower leg. As an invalid, he sailed to Canada September 11, 1919, aboard the HMHS Agarwa, bound for Halifax, Nova Scotia, and before his discharge, he was able to walk one mile, though slowly. Private Olmsted served in Canada January 1916 to July 6, 1916, 
England, July 1916 to September 1916, France, September 1916 to October 1918, and England, 1918. Private Percy Milton Olmsted of the 98th Battalion was discharged from service, medically unfit, on November 25, 1919 in Toronto, Ontario. He intended to return to Bismarck after his discharge. On March 4, 1920, Percy Milton Olmsted, a salesman from Gainesborough Township, County of Lincoln, Ontario, married Josephine Parker, also of Gainesborough Township, the daughter of William Thomas and Jane Sproughton Parker. The wedding took place at St. Anne's Presbyterian Church, St. Anne's, Lincoln County, Ontario. In 1921, Mr. and Mrs. Percy M. Oldstead, with their infant son, are living on Lot 12, Concession 4, Gainesborough Township, Lincoln County, Ontario. Percy's current occupation is a retail salesman. His parents are living on Lot 11, Concession 4, in the same township. In 1931, prior to his death, Percy was employed as a bridge tender on the Welland Ship Canal. As a patient of the Niagara Sanatorium of St. Catharines, Ontario, Percy died of pulmonary tuberculosis at the age of 36 years. On May 16, 1931, and is buried in the Bismarck Cemetery, Bismarck, Ontario, County of Lincoln. And he's remembered by the Wellinport Women's Institute uh, newspaper clippings of 1919. Percy M. Oldstead is remembered as serving in France or Belgium. We have shared some great memories in this podcast, and time has come to close up the print shop for this week. Thank you to Joanne McLaren for your great work in publishing this book, which is on sale now. You can get your copy by contacting Joanne McLaren at 905-957-7845 or email at wlveterans at gmail.com. The price of the book is $28.